Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Emma Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about the order that you do due diligence in. This has come from a listener of the show, Matt, who sent me a text and said, Ed, I reckon you guys should talk about not just due diligence and what the costs are, but is there a piece that you put in front of the other? How do you pay for all of the different costs? When do you pay for the different costs? And how much do they all cost as well? So we are going to go through this question. I think the logic behind this question, if I've understood it right, is that due diligence costs money. You're going to pay for an accountant, you're going to pay for a a lawyer, you're going to pay for a lot of different costs. And so if you find out that that property isn't the right one for you... How do you minimise that cost? How do you minimise that cost as you're going through? So for instance, if you can talk to a solicitor before you do the valuation and then you find out that it's not the right property, then perhaps you've avoided the cost of doing the valuation and so on and so forth. Let's recap what those costs are. Andrew, kick us off. Okay, so firstly, you've got a lawyer who's involved. Now, you need a lawyer to complete the transaction, to transfer the property into your name, to sign the loan documents with, et cetera, et cetera, check over the contract. Now, generally speaking, I normally say it costs you somewhere between $1,500 and $2,500. By the time you factor in things like the fee, which might be $1,500, disbursements, which is an amazing term that just means other stuff, and then often there's a limb that you'll get from the council and maybe a check of the title and then reporting to you. Now, generally speaking, you pay most of these costs at settlement. So that's when you actually take possession of the house. Now, you have to have the money in their trust account before you settle. So the lawyers are very good because they collect their money and they never have any bad debts because if you haven't paid them, they're not settling the property. Generally speaking, that is. Now, most of those costs you can pay at settlement. Sometimes with like long settlements and if there's quite an extensive contract to go through, for example, a build, some lawyers might charge you some of that up front. So they might charge you somewhere between $500 and $1,000 to do their initial preliminary check. Now, we have a preferential deal with a lot of the professionals that we recommend and the lawyers tend to just absorb that cost and then recoup it at the end because a lot of people add these costs into their mortgage and so it's a bit easier for them to pay that at settlement. But generally speaking, between one and a half and two and a half grand, I always say two and a half grand should get you clear. After that, you're going to be looking at some accounting advice. Now, in actual fact, you wouldn't do the accounting advice until you know that this is a property that you want to purchase. Well, actually, part of the accounting advice is kind of to decide if it is right. So sometimes you might want to know what the tax obligation is with buying a property that you're looking at Airbnb, and you want to check that actually, oh no, actually, this is going to trigger GST, and therefore it's not going to be the right investment. So often you do have a little bit of advice up front, but you may not necessarily do things like the trust setup or a look-through company set up. You don't do the entity set up until later on. And depending on the property accountant that you're using, they might not charge you upfront for advice. Some may have a charge, might be something like $250 if it is not uncommon. But I certainly know for Matt Harris, who's been on the show from Momentum Property, they only charge you when they're actually setting up the look-through company or the trust. So say you're purchasing a property off the plans and you're not going to settle that for a month, obviously you would delay setting up that trust or you wouldn't set up the trust or look-through company to hold that property until just before you settle it because, of course, the tax laws might change in the meantime and you don't want to have an entity set up that you're now not going to use. Now, that look-through company to get set up through Momentum, I know, is 650 plus GST, or for a family trust, it's about 17.25 plus GST. 
Now the next one is evaluation. So evaluation is an interesting one because that confirms the price you're paying is appropriate. And if you're buying a new build, generally speaking, this is required by the bank. And if it's a private sale, you have to get this for the bank. And if it's a high LVR, it's usually required for the bank. And this might be on your house or it might be on a property you're purchasing. So if you need to use increased equity in your house, you may need evaluation. Now, a cost per property is about seven fifty. Now, one of the interesting things about valuations is you don't get to negotiate like the good old days and you can't choose your own valuer like the good old days. And basically the way it works now, and you want to make sure you get this right, is you want to go to your bank or broker and ask them to order it for you in most cases or get the permission and their list of approved valuers if you're going to do it yourself. Now you want to make sure that they agree to this because one of my friends Mickey who's been on the show rang me the other day and I've been telling him to get pre-approved to buy a rental property before these LVR restrictions change and he went and got a valuation to be helpful. Now he's just wasted $750 because the bank's going to ask for another valuation. So that's something you have to pay pretty early on. Generally speaking, you have to pay that before a valuer will even go out to your property. So it's something in due diligence that you probably want to leave to the final stages when you know your bank's approved, your solicitor has approved everything in the contract, and you're happy to buy that property. This is just something that you need to tick off for the bank. Similarly, another thing you might leave to later in the due diligence process is a building inspection. Now, again, this might cost you somewhere between $400 and $750, but you only want to order that building inspection once you really know that this property stacks up as an investment, and then beyond that, you are just looking for some confirmation that the building actually stacks up itself. Yeah, and again, if you're already approved with the bank and you've already viewed the property, you can kick in and order the valuation and building inspection straight away because you don't obviously want to leave it to the last minute and then ask for an extension and find there's a backup offer and the vendor's not going to give you an extension and then lose the property. But again, you want to make sure that you get the lending first because if you don't have the lending, then you're not buying that property, so why waste that money? The final thing is kind of a meth test. So if you're going to rent your property out and you're going to get regular meth tests between tenants, you want to make sure that you get a baseline test, which will cost you about $250. And you can do this at settlement. And actually, just one extra one that I've noticed that we've missed out here is a chattel depreciation schedule. Very important that you do this, particularly when right now you're making positive cash flow on a lot of properties. If you want to minimise the amount of tax that you're going to pay out, what you need to do is get a chattel depreciation schedule so that you can legitimately go to the IRD, tell them that the some depreciation that will offset that positive cash flow and more important now than ever to get that because otherwise you're going to start paying tax pretty early on. So there are some expenses that you're going to pay out of pocket more or less straight away, especially if you're purchasing an existing investment property. That chattel valuation, the meth test, the building inspection, the valuation itself, it's somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000 that you're going to need to have the cash to be able to pay those expenses. Even if you get credit for some of this and you pay based on invoice 30 days after, you've got to make sure that you've got that cash available so you can set these up. Depending on the settlement, you might pay your solicitor or your accountant later on much closer to settlement and so you may incur those costs first but you actually pay for them later when you settle the property or you structure the property into the correct entity. I guess the key thing is do the stuff that you must do to establish whether or not this is the right property at first. So an accountant to review the numbers and etc. which I mean hopefully you're getting that for free because you're using someone like Momentum. Evaluation at that last minute, the solicitor's check 
that you do. I mean, obviously that's really important because if there was something that was defective on the title, you want to know about that early on. But do the stuff that costs you as little as possible first to validate this property before you go spending the bigger bills like your solicitor at settlement, like the valuation, which you'll do a wee bit further on when you know you got that bank approval and then the channel valuation and the meth test obviously closer to completion. Now, obviously banks give cashbacks and most banks will probably give you enough if you're borrowing 100% to cover all of these costs, but you don't get that until you take out the loan. So that's where you need to make sure either one of two things. One, you've got some cash in the bank, a few thousand dollars so that you can cover these and reimburse yourself later. Or secondly, maybe what you do is you add these costs onto the loan so that when your lawyer receives the loan funds, they will have enough to pay themselves, pay anything else that's outstanding, the valuation that you probably have to put on your credit card. Which, of course, you can if you're using the core logical velocity system. So the key takeaway here is due diligence does cost money and it probably costs somewhere between one and two weeks of income for most households. So you want to make sure that you're going through this process only if you're really serious about the property that you're looking at. And hopefully if you're putting a property under contract, there is some intent there to actually go through with the purchase as well and make sure that those numbers do stack up. Hey, look, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to be a successful property investor in 2021, come along to our webinar on the 8th of December at 7pm. We are going to pull out our predictions for the 2021 year. We're going to be talking about debt-to-income ratios, LVRs, any other regulation that we anticipate may come in in 2021, and some of the opportunities for you as well based on the current numbers. I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes, so tap or swipe over the cover art, you'll find it in there. Or... Just send us a text. Our number is 5522. And if you send us a text, we'll text you back where you can sign up for that webinar. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed Knight, And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. 